This is the Everyday AI Show, the everyday podcast where we simplify AI and bring its power to your fingertips. Listen daily for practical advice to boost your career, business, and everyday life. Chat GPT plugins, I think, are still the most underutilized and probably most powerful thing out there in generative AI. At least that's available to all of us today, right now. We're going to talk about that today and a lot more on Everyday AI. This is your daily live stream, podcast, and free daily newsletter helping everyday people like you and me not just learn what's going on in the world of AI, but how we can all how we can all also leverage it, right? That's what we care about at the end of the day is how can we take all of this news and these new tools and these new techniques and, and grow our companies and, and grow our careers. So I am very excited today to talk about chat GPT plugins. Here's why. Uh, there was a lot of new updates that were rolled out about two and a half weeks ago, and everyone's been talking about you know this, this new GPT-4 Turbo and the custom GPTs, which are amazing. Don't get me wrong. But plugins, there's a lot new there. Some of it's good, but not all of it. All right. So if you're joining us live, like Michael Forgian, Dr. Harvey Castro, and Woozy Rogers, thank you. Uh, but what questions do you have for me? Maybe let me know in the chat. Let's. I really love uh, sometimes these shows where it's just me. Usually we bring on a guest, but uh, I like the ability to take more of your questions. So let me know what you're using for plugins. Let me know what questions you have. Uh, let me know what things you like, what things you don't like, because we're going to talk about it all today. But before we do, as we do every day, let's let's dive in first into a little bit of AI news. And if you haven't already, please go to youreverydayai.com, sign up for the free daily newsletter. And hey, I mentioned this on the show yesterday, but we're going to be doing some new things both on the live stream, on the podcast, on the newsletter, on the website, but we want your opinion. So make sure you sign up for the newsletter. We're going to be putting out some polls and uh, all kinds of good stuff, but uh, some some big things in generative AI in the last 24 hours. Uh, let's, let's talk about at least two of them now. So uh, Pika Labs has announced their uh, 1.0 version. So uh, Pika Labs has been out for quite a while, but uh, they kind of just you know went official with their uh, version 1.0. And I'll tell you this, I am very impressed, right? Uh, Pika Labs, we haven't really heard a lot about them. Uh, we kind of just heard that they were a runway competitor, but not only did they just come off a pretty big fundraising round recently, uh, but they just announced this version 1.0. So uh, as I'm sharing here on the screen in the live stream, uh, you know, an example of, of text to video uh, that I think is really good. So uh, this new 1.0 version has an improved text to video and photo to video, um, as well as some other new features that are pretty unique, uh, like the ability to expand the canvas, uh, you, you know, to create a different, um, you, you know, to go from a square to, uh, you know, 16 by nine or something like that. So uh, pretty, pretty good stuff from uh, Pika Labs. All right, next, a lot, a lot of news from Amazon. Ready? We're going to try to go over this pretty quickly because they had a day and a half at their reInvent conference. So uh, the biggest thing is, yeah, they finally announced their chat GPT competitor. So we've been reporting on this for a long time, uh, but not only has Amazon invested billions of dollars into uh, OpenAI competitor 
Anthropic Claude, but they now also have their own tool, Amazon Q. So uh, Amazon Q just announced yesterday is a chat tool launched by AWS, which is Amazon Web Services, offering AI-assisted assistance for businesses to ask questions specific to their companies. So Amazon Q can be accessed through various platforms and is trained on 17 years worth of AWS knowledge. So uh, it can do a lot of things, your your general, you know, text-to-text kind of generations. But uh, among other things that Amazon highlighted, the ability to troubleshoot, uh, source code changes, and connecting with various enterprise systems. So uh, I do see, at least early on, Amazon Q being uh, geared a little bit more toward businesses that are already using their AWS, their cloud services, uh, developers. I feel this is going to be particularly uh, popular with, with those people that are already in uh, the AWS kind of ecosystem. So uh, the tool is named after characters from James Bond and Star Trek and can assist with any AWS capabilities, source code changes, and connect with uh, a ton of other uh, various enterprise systems. So we'll be talking a lot more about Amazon Q in the future, but let's move on because that's not their only big announcement. The other one is they announced a pretty big partnership with NVIDIA. So uh, AWS announced a partnership with NVIDIA to develop a a cloud AI supercomputer and host an AI training as a service platform. Pretty cool there. Uh, So coming out with some new things that we hadn't even talked about specifically with NVIDIA, who is the leader uh, in this kind of uh, GPU training game because of their GPUs, because of their chips, right? Uh, And speaking of chips, That's the third big news from Amazon. So uh, they are releasing new in-house chips specifically geared toward uh, helping other people train generative AI models. So their chips are called the Graviton 4 and Tranium 2. Pretty cool names, right? Uh, I like those. Sometimes I don't like the names, but I'm like, all right, that sounds cool. Uh, So the Gravitron 4 and Tranium 2 chips uh, could offer improved performance and energy efficiency. So uh, Amazon's development of their own chip does not conflict with that just uh, new partnership that we talked about with NVIDIA or their use of NVIDIA chips as ultimately they are just offering end customers more choice. All right. So a lot, a lot in AI news, but there's more as always. So uh, if you haven't already, why actually, why haven't you, why haven't you gone to your everydayai.com yet? So if you are listening uh, on the podcast, we always put that uh, in the show notes. So make sure to check those. If you're here live, I usually drop it in the comments most days, uh, but let's, let's talk. Let's talk what's new with chat GPT plugins, what's new and how they work. Jay, Hey, uh, Jay says, hope, uh, should be a great one today. I, I hope it will. Um, so, so Brian asking what works better in what situations, GPTs or plugins? That's, that's a great question, Brian. And let's, let's kind of start there because I do want to talk about GPTs, right? So, uh, you, you can't really skip over, uh, you, you know, these, these new, uh, chat GPT development, uh, developments. So let's actually start when this started. So November 7th, uh, you know, Sam Altman, OpenAI CEO who was gone, he was back, he was fired, he was back. Drama, drama, drama. I can't wait for the Netflix. Uh, But on November 7th, anyways, he announced a lot of these new features, including um, GPTs. So GPTs are kind of custom custom chats that you can build very easily. Um, You know, hey, if you're you're joining us live, let's let's just go over the basics, shall we? Uh, Because yes, what's new in plugins is actually uh, pretty related to these GPTs. So uh, I'm sharing on my screen here. Let's go ahead and... uh, Throw that up there. There we go. So um, GPTs are great. So if you don't know GPTs, we're going to be doing um, 
an AI inner circle training specifically on these uh, in the coming week or two. So if you want into that, you got to be on the newsletter, but um, the GPTs are great. So essentially it allows you to build a version of chat GPT specifically suited for you. So literally all you have to do in, uh, all you have to do is go in to the interface, click a new GPT. I'm just going to type things here. Uh, but the great thing is with these GPTs that were just announced, they're no code, right? So you can literally build a chat bot, upload your company's data. Again, never upload confidential, sensitive data, anything like that. Um, but if you have public data or, or data that is, is not necessarily too private, you can upload it all. So, um, you can just do it all in the chat GPT interface. You can create a custom GPT. You can scroll down. You can upload different files. Um, you can give your uh, custom chatbot access to browse the web, Dolly integration, uh, code interpreter, which is essentially uh, advanced data analysis. And then you can do some more advanced things as well. So pretty cool. But to get back to Brian's question, What's the difference between these new GPTs and plugins? And I'm glad that Brian asked the question because I think ever since these new custom GPTs came out, I mean, let's be honest, they broke the internet, right? Like literally, uh, Cloud Cloudflare was down, half of the internet was down, Chat GPT was obviously down, you know, uh, for, for many hours a day when these were just released because they're extremely popular. And I think a lot of people forgot about Chat GPT plugins uh, because of this new feature, because of these new functionalities uh, within building the GPTs. But I'll say this, I'll say this, Brian, to try to answer your question directly. I do think building a custom GPT is a great option for many. However, it is still somewhat closed off, right? Yes, you can upload your company data, which is great, but it, it still can't really communicate easily with all of the other outside web, right? With all the other services that, that your business and your company may use. And that's where plugins come in. All right. So let's, let's talk a little bit here about plugins. Okay. So again, I'm, I'm sharing my screen if you are joining us live and, and thank you for that, but make sure to get your questions in on whatever questions you have about chat GPT plugins. But if you are brand new, we're going to go over the basics here. Just, just so uh, if you're just tuning in, so, so so you know what's what here. All right, so there's different modes inside of ChatGPT. And to access a lot of this, you are going to need a paid account. ChatGPT Plus is $20 a month. And hey, unfortunately, right now, if you're on a free plan or if you're just getting interested into generative AI and large language models like ChatGPT, you can't actually sign up for a paid plan right now. Uh, they, it was that popular uh, that their servers cannot keep up. Uh, but uh, they should be reopening that soon. So when you start a new chat, you essentially have options, if you have the paid plan, to either go into GPT-4 default, which the default mode is actually usable now for uh, six months. I told people never touch it because it wasn't good. Now it's pretty good because you do have some built-in functionality. Uh, Dolly, browse with... Uh, Dolly is, is uh, OpenAI's AI image generator. Then you have browse with Bing, which allows uh, within the chat to query the internet. Big difference there. You can't uh, necessarily visit a specific web page, but you can query the internet. Um, and then you also have advanced data analysis, which is uh, a mode that used to be called code interpreter and it's pretty good at analyzing data, right? But let's talk about plugins. Let's talk about plugins really quick, what they are, what's new, and how they work now because it's different. So 
the biggest difference between plugins and just about uh, any other large language model is right now, no other large language models have them, right? Um, they've all announced them, right? So Microsoft, Bing Chat, they announced, oh, we're going to have plugins. The majority of users don't have them. You can't find them. Same thing with, uh, you know, Google um, Google Bard, right? They said, oh, we're going to have third-party plugins. Okay, well, right now with, with Google Bard, if you like that large language model, uh, you can tap into, you know, YouTube and Google Drive and some of those things, but you can't really access the majority of the outside internet like you can with ChatGPT plugins. So with ChatGPT plugins, and I'm sharing this on my screen down here, I'm going to go to the plugin store and hopefully y'all can see this. Obviously on a day like today, when I'm doing a live show on ChatGPT, certain things aren't going to load. That's usually how it goes. Let's give it one more try. There we go. So within ChatGPT plugins and why it's very um, unique and why I do think it is an untapped superpower uh, in the generative AI wave is you can connect to the outside internet and you can give a large language model the day-to-day business operations, the day-to-day business automation, marketing automation that a large language model just doesn't have access to right now, right? So things like, you know, I even have some uh, some examples on my screen here and I've talked about these all the time. I've done a lot of video reviews on these, but being able to diagram things within ChatGPT, being able to create PowerPoint slides, you know, within ChatGPT. So if you're working on a deck, right? That's the biggest disconnect right now, I would say, between other large language models and ChatGPT with plugins. On everything else, for the most part, you're just getting a bunch of text or, or maybe some images in other large language models, right? Inside ChatGPT, you can get everything, what you're already working on in your day-to-day process, putting together reports, creating different types of documents, right? Um, Pitch decks, all of those things, Uh, you know, being able to upload and download documents easily um, and intuitively. It's all with ChatGPT plugins. All right, so there is a plugin store where you can search for different plugins. So let's just say as an example, I'm going to type in weather. I don't know why I'm typing in weather, but uh, I type in weather and you see there's uh, probably about 20 different weather plugins, right? So you can either chat with uh, ChatGPT and get some of these specific weather, uh, you you know, uh, some of the specific weather information or tap into other weather APIs if you're, you know, trying to do something around weather, right? So let's let's look at another example. Let's look at, um, let's just type in Excel, right? So different plugins that allow you to upload Excel sheets into ChatGPT or to download them, right? To chat with them, to chat with a live. Um, one of my favorites, I've, I've, I've done video reviews on uh, this one here, access Google Sheet and make a sheet. Uh, but to be able to talk inside ChatGPT with a live Google Doc is wild, y'all. Like, you, like when you start to combine marketing automation and Google Sheets, right, you can as an example, scrape the web, schedule something to scrape the web every single day, go straight to a Google sheet and you just open up chat GPT. You, you train a prompt, you hit enter by using like an access Google sheet, um, you know, plugin. And in theory, you could do your entire day's work, right? Like if you're in data entry or, you know, something that's more admin and maybe you're in spreadsheets all day, I just automated your job right there. But right now, for the most part, you can only do these things consistently with ChatGPT plugins. So that is what plugins essentially is. Uh, It is, uh, I believe, last count, more than 1,300, depending on what country you're in, 
because not all countries allow access to all plugins, but uh, I believe there's more than 1300 chat GPT plugins right now that you can install in the plugin store. So think of how much more useful that your smartphone is when it has all of these apps, when you can go in an app store, you can really start to write, you can start to automate your life, you can start to run your business, you can start to do your job, a lot of it, when you have those apps that connect you to other parts. But right now, think of think of if, if your smartphone didn't have any third-party apps, you know, maybe if it only had the Apple apps, right? So that's what the other large language models are right now. They don't have third-party apps, right? They don't have a thousand other outside services and and functionalities that you can bring to a large language model. That's why I always talk so often and so passionately sometimes about chat GPT plugins because of how powerful they are and how underutilized they are because everyone's out here, you know, saying, oh, look at this new, you know, Anthropic Cloud is doing this. And, you know, this large language model is is doing this. It's like, all right, well, still not very good, number one. Uh, number two, ChatGPT is far more trainable than other models, period. Number three, when you bring in ChatGPT plugins, they're amazing, all right? So let's take a look at what's new. Some good things, some not good things. All right, so I did actually talk a little bit about this yesterday. Uh, so if you missed our episode on Knowledge Cutoff, uh, we'll leave a link so you can go listen to that. But let's go ahead and, and do that. So I'm gonna say, when is your knowledge cutoff. Okay. So I am in chat GPT plugins mode and I'm asking when is its knowledge cutoff? So I think yesterday was really the first time I talked about this, but this is pretty big. This is something that's new inside chat GPT plugins. I'm going to zoom in so y'all can see. All right. So what does it say there? I am in plugins mode and I have three different plugins enabled more on that here in a second, but I say, when is your knowledge cut off? And it says, my training includes information up to January, 2022. Okay. You're probably saying, all right, Jordan, cool. So chat GPT has uh, a knowledge cut off through January, 2022. Not so much, not so much. Here's what we're doing now. We're doing the same thing in chat GPT four in just the default mode. GPT-4, asking the same thing. When is your knowledge cut off? All right. So when you're in the default mode, you see my training in, my training includes information up until April, 2023. All right. So April, 2023 in default mode. And then we jump over here in plugins mode and we see January, 2022. Let me say this. This is new. Number one. Number two, this is not good. Right, because right before these announcements were were rolled out, uh, a lot of people were getting their uh, Chat GPTs. Kind of um, the knowledge cutoff was already starting to get upgraded in September and October. This is why it's bad because Chat GPT plugins mode before this big uh, Dev Day announcement, November seventh, it was April twenty twenty three. So unfortunately, one thing that's new inside of Chat GPT is very bad because I'm not good at math, but it looks like. We just lost 15 months, 15 months of knowledge inside of ChatGPT plugins, which is not good. All right. That's number one. That's number one. Um, So let's keep going. Uh, Harvey's asking if I can share uh, your top 10 list of plugins. You know what, Harvey? I will. 
I will today. People ask for this all the time. Uh, I'll, I'm going to do it in the newsletter. All right. So, so make sure you uh, subscribe to the newsletter. I'll, I'll put them in there. All right. So let's, let's keep going here. Let's talk about a couple other things that are new. Hey, one of them is, yeah, plugins come and go all the time. Uh, Val asking the question here. Uh, one of my favorite plugins I've talked about on the show before, uh, browser op, right? So yes, unfortunately, something you have to know about plugins is they can come and they can go, right? Um, so you can only install three plugins at a time. And before you couldn't modify plugins. That's what's new. I'm going to get to that here in a second. But yes, browser app, one of my favorite plugins is no longer available. It's a bummer. Um, but I have web reader, uh, web reader. Web reader is another great uh, plugin that is available. So let's actually talk about that right now. So let's talk about what's new and how plugins actually function. Okay. So I have three different plugins active right now on my screen or in, in this chat. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead. We're going to go ahead and we're going to run a little test live, shall we? So we are in plugins mode and here's what we're going to do. All right. So I'm on the everyday AI website. We had uh, Cliff Weitzman on our, on our show, uh, on Monday, CEO of Speechify. If you didn't catch that show, amazing, amazing. They've, uh, tens of millions of users. Uh, one of the most popular, apps on the app store. Very cool. So I'm taking that link. All right. And this is one of the biggest advantages. And I'm going to take my time on explaining how huge this is. Okay. Because one of the most important things that we do day to day, if you are a knowledge worker sitting at a desk doing a job, one of the things that we do that is most time consuming is we read and analyze information on the internet, right? You cannot do that on any other large language model except for ChatGPT with plugins. If you want to read and analyze information from a specific web page, the only way to accurately do that is through ChatGPT plugins. I've done this many times before, showing people, you know, going over GPT-4 default mode, you know, doing this in Google Bard and Microsoft Bing Chat and Perplexity and Meta, like all, like all models. Chat GPT with plugins is the only one that can consistently help all of us in our day-to-day by helping us read, retain, summarize more information quicker, period. All right, so... What we're going to do is we're going to try this. So I'm in ChatGPT plugins. So if you don't know, this isn't going to be a 101 plugins. Here's exactly how to use them, all that. We've done plenty of those episodes, but I'm going to say using using the web reader plugin, please analyze this page. We're going to keep it easy, okay? And then I typed in the, uh, the Your Everyday AI URL when we had Cliff on the show. So... Uh, if you're, if you're watching live, you can see this happening. If not, I'll explain, but you can see right now, chat GPT, it shows me, it says it's using web reader and you can even click on the little drop down, and you can make sure this is why transparency and understanding how large language models work, how plugins work is so important. Uh, that's, that's why I love chat GPT. You know, I talked about that yesterday, how even with knowledge cutoff dates, so many large language models don't tell you, uh, but that's why I love with chat GPT. I can go in here and click and see exactly what web reader is seeing on that page, right? So I know that it is actually reading 
quote unquote, reading the page. All right. So here it is. It's, it's summarizing, uh, it's summarizing this, um, this episode. So it says, you know, the webpage, your everyday AI titled episode 152, turning Snoop Dogg's voice into AI, the speechify story. And it's starting to recap everything that we talked about on this page. And if you look on this page, actually y'all, it's a long page. We put a lot of, a lot of work creating our episode pages, right? So we have, you know, related episodes and we have, you, you know, we write up like an overview and, and different, um, you know, different cool things that we talked about on the show. And then if you scroll down, we also have the entire transcript of the show as well. So within chat GPT now, Hey, this is Jordan, the host of Everyday AI. I've spent more than a thousand hours inside ChatGPT and I'm sharing all of my secrets in our free Prime Prompt Polish ChatGPT course that's only available to loyal listeners like you. Here's what Lindy, who works as an educational consultant, said about the PPP course. I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting the results from ChatGPT that I needed and wanted. And after taking the PPP course, I now realize that I was not priming correctly. So I will be heading back into ChatGPT right now to practice my priming, prompting, and polishing. Everyone's prompting wrong, and the PPP course fixes that. If you want access, go to podppp.com. Again, that's podppp.com. Sign up for the free course and start putting ChatGPT to work for you. We can summarize that, right? So think of all the applicable applicable use cases just right now, just right now. I was talking to a family member the other day who I've been talking to about ChatGPT for months. Uh, and finally, when I showed him this live, he's like, oh my gosh, ChatGPT can do that? Yeah, with plugins, this is what so many of us spend so much of our time, whether you are doing this specifically for work right? You're creating a port, uh, a report on something. You're learning something new. You're, you're turning information from, you know, something on your company's website into a pitch deck, whatever it is, learning a new skill. We spend so much time reading websites, reading PDFs, analyzing YouTube videos and taking information from them. You can do all of that with chat GPT plugins. All right. So that's not going to be about that. So let's, let's try the exact same thing now, just real quick in GPT-4, in the default mode, right? Because you have Browse with Bing. All right, so I'm, gonna, I'm just saying, please analyze this page. This may or may not work, we'll see. So a lot of this has to do with SEO uh, because all when you use Browse with Bing in the default mode, and I'll tell you why this is important here in a second, all it does is it queries. This is how all other large language models that are quote unquote connected to the internet, this is how they they do it. They essentially just query the keywords in the URL. So if you say, please analyze this page, this is what I did inside GPT-4 uh, default mode, browse with Bing. I said the same thing, please analyze this page. And right now it actually did a decent job. And the reason why I know this is because from an SEO perspective, quote unquote, when we're Googling these things, there's such little competition in these keywords that we're coming up first when you search for those things. But that's not always the case, right? That's not always the case. So a lot of times when you're using other large language models that are connected to the internet or 
you know, the default mode browse with, browse with Bing, you're getting lies, you're getting hallucinations, which is what you want to avoid. And the best way to do that is using chat GPT with plugins. All right. So that is not new. Here is what is new inside of chat GPT plugins. Aside from being able to, uh, you know, losing that 15 months, which is bad to lose 15 months, the most up to date in recent fifth 15 months of training data is, is, is bad, right? Um, that just means you are that much more likely to have copy that lies, to have copy that's inaccurate, to hallucinate unless you're using the plugins correctly, right? So here's what else is new and why it matters. And I'll tell you this, it's not always that good. It's not always that good. All right. So generally with chat GPT plugins, you can only have three active. And that's what I have right now. I have three different plugins active. And again, there's, you know, like I said, about 1300 plugins. You can only have three at a time. So previously, before this new interface and before these new uh, updates that were rolled out after Dev Day, uh, November 7th, whatever three plugins you started with, that was the three plugins you ended with. Let me tell you why that's important. In our free Prime Prompt Polish class, we teach you how to train an expert chat, okay? And a lot of that, you go through doing plugins because it's fastest, it's best. It helps ChatGPT keep its memory. So using plugins, I think, is the best way to train a chat. So I tell people when you start a new chat inside ChatGPT, you should only be training it for one very specific skill. But also when you start a new chat, that new chat both knows nothing and everything at the same time. So it's on you within one chat inside of ChatGPT to train up that large language model on a skill set, right? Here's the information specific to this chat. Here is how you should be responding. Here's the information to keep you from lying, right? So you do a lot of those things with plugins, right? So certain plugins have certain functionalities. Some have one, some have 20, right? So you have your Swiss Army knives of plugins, and then you have your plugins that are really good at just doing one thing. So the problem was when you only had three plugins and you might train this chat uh, to do very, you know, to do great things and it's automating your, your life. It's doing your work for you. You click enter and, you know, you finish four hours of your job for that day in four seconds. It's, people are doing this, right? Problem is with this new update, they quote unquote brought some features, but those features also cause some problems. So let's talk about the feature and then let's talk about the problem. So the feature is, which is new, you can now add and delete plugins as you go, right? So in this chat, I had two different internet connected plugins when I started. One was called WebReader. That's how we analyze this web page. One is called VoxScript. Um, kind of does some similar things on the web, but you can also analyze YouTube videos with it. And then I had SpeechKey. So I like SpeechKey. It's uh, a way that you can create short little podcasts within ChatGPT if you're using plugins, right? Um, so let's just say for whatever reason, if I need to access a different plugin before you couldn't do this, whatever three you started with, those were the three you ended with. So a lot of people who are good at business, uh, you know, business ops and marketing automation, they would train, quote unquote, five, six, seven of the same chats to do the exact same thing and give them all access to different plugins because it was a limit. 
Whatever three you started with, those were the three you ended with. But now we can toggle speech key off, right? So I just toggled speech key off. And then let's just say Scholar AI. Now I want to bring Scholar AI into this new chat, right? Who we actually had the uh, co-founder of Scholar AI on a couple, uh, about a month ago. Um, it was great. So now it sounds great, right? Because now, wow, you can have one chat with limitless possibilities. That three plugin limit was extremely limiting. But now we assume, we think, we see. Oh my gosh, I can toggle plugins on and off as I please. So let's just let's just go ahead. I'm going to type in using the Scholar AI plugin. Please give me more information about text-to-speech like we talked about above. I'm going to say give me more. Um, I'm going to say give me a recent study. Okay. So that's the other thing. Using plugins, you keep the memory of the chat, right? You keep it more intact and you're less likely to lose that memory because uh, ChatGPT, like all large language models, has memory. So using plugins allows you to get more information into your chat without ChatGPT starting to lose its memory and hallucinate. So in this example here. So you'll see here. All right. Here we go. Here we go, y'all. Um, all right. So here, here's what I prompted and here's what happened. So I said, using the Scholar AI plugin, please give me a recent study about text-to-speech like we talked about above. Okay. And ChatGPT responded. So it actually did the job, kind of. So uh, ChatGPT responded, here are some recent articles and studies related to text-to-speech technology in 2023. But oh, what happened here? It didn't use Scholar AI. I wanted it to use Scholar AI because Scholar AI specifically gives you access to millions, millions of research articles, research papers. So you're not just browsing random internet sites. You are using uh, normally studies that have been vetted um, and, and they're respected in the scientific and research community. However, in this instance, even when I told ChatGPT to use the Scholar AI plugin, it used VoxScript. Why? Well, this new quote-unquote feature that allows you to add, modify, change plugins is extremely problematic. And it doesn't work consistently, as you just saw, right? As you just saw. So let's do this. Let's take it one step further. Here's what we're going to do now. And I've done videos on this before. Results may vary. So, hey, everyday AI is live. So we find things out live. Do you guys like that this is live? I'm always, I'm always curious. We could do what everyone else does and, you know, edit this in the studio for six months and have it sounding perfect. But that's not, that's not us, okay? So I'm going to go ahead. What I'm doing now, and it, sorry, it might take a while because I have a lot of plugins. I actually have to go delete plugins because the interface, it makes it hard to find your plugins and, uh, Disable them. All right. So I'm trying the exact same prompt. So I'm saying using the Scholar AI plugin, please give me a recent study about text-to-speech like we talked about above. And right now, I only have the Scholar AI plugin active. Mid-chat, I changed it, right? I disabled two plugins. I added one more. And it says, I don't have access to the Scholar AI plugin. Oh, Weird, really? Okay. 
So let's hit refresh. Let's hit refresh. Okay. I found sometimes when you hit refresh, uh, your browser is picking up then, oh, this changed, this changed. All right. So now I'm typing in the same prompt. I hit refresh. Let's see if it works. Sometimes this actually fixes it. Sometimes it doesn't. There we go. Here's the problem, y'all. This new feature that everyone's talking about. All the NFT bros turned LinkedIn AI influencers, right? No one actually tests these things, y'all. I'm a dork. When I give you recommendations for plugins, I literally have a chart of 20 plus internet connected plugins that I ran through four different criteria, <laughs> right? I have a, I have a, I literally have a spreadsheet with dated screenshots on what works and what doesn't. Okay. So people have been talking about, oh, chat GPT plugins, all these new updates. They're amazing. You can, you can switch and toggle plugins on and off It's the best thing since life spread. Don't get me wrong. Still love plugins. I will still use plugins more than custom GPTs, but you just saw what's new and it's not all that good, right? Y'all saw, y'all saw it live right here. Yeah. Darius is asking Jordan, are you real? Or is this a video avatar of yourself? I'm real. This is y'all. I don't know about you guys, but I think this is the realest thing in artificial intelligence, right? Going live with you every day, um, putting it directly out on podcasts, you know, all the time we have live training events, you know, our, our prime prompt polish PPP course, you know, if you want access to that, just drop PPP in the comments or email me PPP. Um, but this is why, this is why we do all these things. We research these things because, Hey, people are talking all oh, these new chat GPT plugin updates. They're amazing. Now it's limitless, right? You have the, the, April, 2023 and unlimited plugins. No, you don't. No, you don't. All right. I hope this was helpful. I'm going to, I'm going to go through, I'm going to get a couple different, a uh, couple different comments in here. Uh, Andy asking, can't custom GPTs work with Zapier? Yes, I believe they can. You, you, you do have to um, have a little bit of development knowledge to use APIs within uh, you know, you have APIs and actions within custom GPTs. Can you? Yes. Um, is it easy? Not necessarily. You know, it's much easier as an example, Andy, to use the Zapier plugin inside of chat GPT. It's more feature rich. It's technically, I think, better and easier for you. Uh, Val is asking, what do you think of the future of plugins? Val, great question. Um, to tell you the truth, I don't know if, if you all have noticed the last like two and a half weeks, three weeks since OpenAI has uh, made these new updates. They brought the, you know, GPT-4 Turbo and the vision mode. And now we can all talk with chat GPT. By the way, get rid of, get rid of Siri and Alexa right now. I'm sorry. Talk to chat GPT. It's great. Um, but the future of plugins, Val, the last three weeks, OpenAI has been a little busy, right? All these new updates, the custom GPTs, the Sam Altman drama, the board, the infighting. Um, I do think they're going to fix these issues. I'm sure they're aware, right? It's not like I'm breaking this news to open AI. Uh, maybe, maybe we are, probably not. They're probably aware of this. Um, I do see them fixing this. And I still see the future of plugins being very strong. That's where they got open AI. That's where they got all their, you know, developers. I think uh, the latest I saw is, you know, there's 2 million people developing on open AI. 
right? A lot of them originally came in through plugins, right? Either using them or creating them. Uh, so I do think that plugins are still going to have a solid part of their um, infrastructure moving forward. Uh, yes, uh, Harvey was asking how many plugins ballpark. You, you really have to count them. There's, there's no one store that has them all. I believe the last time uh, I checked, it was about 12, 12 or 1300. Uh, let's see, Cecilia, good morning. Good, good Wednesday watching from Chicago. I want to make sure, uh, I want to make sure I get any important questions, uh, if they're still out here. I think, I think that's about all of them. I think that's about all of them. So I hope this was helpful. Oh, actually, there's one more. Cecilia asking, when we create our own chatbots in ChatGPT, are they also limited by token memory? Can you do a session on creating chatbots? Yes, Cecilia. We're going to do it. We're going to do it in the inner circle. Um, a lot of you have probably been to our uh, inner circle event. We we, we kind of hit pause on it, you know, with the, with the holidays and everything, but it's going to be coming up again. But our next one, we are going to be uh, doing a, a session on creating uh, GPTs, custom GPTs. Yes, absolutely. So, that's what we got, y'all. What's new inside ChatGPT plugins and how they work now? Because it's not as good, right? If I'm being honest, I was very excited when I first saw these updates, right? But then the more I got in there and and, and was using uh, ChatGPT with plugins after uh, kind of these big UI, UX updates, GPT-4, the all, all modes, or all tools model, whatever, you, uh, all, all tools mode, whatever you want to call it. I was like, this is actually problematic. Some of these quote unquote features break my chats, right? Um, so I hope this was helpful. Let me know in the comments if this was helpful. Let me know what we should cover next. Also, please leave us a rating if you could on Spotify, on Apple. I was going to have a dedicated rant, but it was, it was my birthday, uh, what? about a week ago, week or so ago. And someone for my birthday got us. I did the math. I, I, I actually had a screenshot and I looked at our averages, but someone, someone for my birthday gave me 41, 41 one-star reviews, not, not any two-star reviews, very specifically 41 one-star reviews. It's no big deal, but Hey, if you like this podcast, if you could leave us a rating, subscribe to the show, that would be fantastic. Also, if you're joining us live, share this. If this was helpful, share this with your network, hit that repost button. We're going to be back tomorrow. Thank you for joining us. Hope to see you tomorrow and every day with more Everyday AI. Thanks, y'all. And that's a wrap for today's edition of Everyday AI. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating. It helps keep us going. For a little more AI magic, visit youreverydayai.com and sign up to our daily newsletter so you don't get left behind. Go break some barriers and we'll see you next time.